You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're a 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, please download that Odyssey app, rate, subscribe to us. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We're going to be getting into the second week of OTAs heavily today. Of course, a big name and a big quote coming out of that. Also, some quarterback talk and something about a a kicker, Mark, I think might be coming out of camp as well. (laughs) Uh, But before we dig into all of it, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, We're recording this Thursday evening just after uh, game one of the NBA Finals has gone final. Uh, the the Nuggets come out on top in game number one. We were watching that one at, at the place. Uh, fun game. Uh, it's good that the NBA Finals are here. And it's I know there's a, a lot of summer left to go. But once you get to this part of the year, Evan, I know it's only the, the beginning of June. But once you get to this part of the year, you can just feel football being close. I think when Sunday comes around, this Sunday, this weekend, we'll be 10 weekends away, 10 weeks away from the start of the preseason of the nfl season which is kind of crazy it'll be here before you know it uh so i'm looking forward to that obviously looking forward and hoping for a fun nba finals series uh but i'm doing well evan how are you doing i'm good especially considering the fact that i feel like the nba finals is already over so i'm already (laughs) looking towards the next season which of course is football season not so fast not so fast. Game one, can we just skip to game three and then skip to the trophy presentation? Uh, Denver Nuggets got this thing wrapped up. Okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> no, I, look, I, I'm with you that it, it does feel like, you know, the seasons are beginning to turn a little bit. And I don't know also if it just doesn't have to, uh, has to do with the fact that the NBA playoffs have not been um, the most marquee, uh, especially for yeah. a lot of Bay Area sports fans around here. And baseball is still, it's not in its infancy by any means, but it's still, I guess, not at the point where a lot of people, I think, tend to turn their attention towards baseball around, maybe around this time, maybe around July. Uh, but obviously there's a lot going on with the 49ers right now. And, you know, we're, we've been taking a look at Trey Lance, been taking a look at Sam Darnold, we'll dig into those guys in just a little bit. But, but kind of the biggest quote coming out of camp, as we're recording this on Thursday, uh, was from Brandon Ayuk, who made big headlines this offseason, tweeting about how he was, you know, a thousand yard receiver as the fourth option in a top tier offense and uh, was extended this this last offseason. And so, you know, his future is not necessarily a question mark, but there are options as to what Brandon Ayuk And the 49ers will do at the end of this season, of course, depending on how it plays out. But he feels very confident that the way it will play out is him, quote, taking off or he feels like he's about to take off. And Mark, for a guy that had a thousand yard year last year, eight touchdowns and was the number one receiver on a pretty dominant offense. Uh, those are those are some big big quotes, big words. Yeah, they are big words. You had a thousand yard season, and you're going to take off from that. What does that mean exactly? Obviously, he's extremely confident in his abilities, and he's always been that guy. He he hasn't been shy to say things like this in the past. 
Um, so it's not necessarily surprising to me that he said something like this. Um, however, um, I, I think it does mean something in this instance. And I think you also just, you look at him now, I haven't been down there in person just yet. Unfortunately, a lot of the, the media sessions have been during the day. Um, and you and I both working at 95, seven, the game during the days, so we can't get down there during those times. Um, but just seeing him at the podium, Evan, uh, I don't know about you, but he seems seems to me like he's put on a bit of weight as well. It seems like he's a little bit bigger and stronger. I know he he what came in at six foot two hundred last year. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe he's up around two hundred five, two hundred seven, somewhere around there. Now um, he does seem to be a little bit bigger. Um, and and the 49ers, of course, love Ayuk because he's a guy who can work the ball down the field a bit more than. Some of their other receivers, Debo Samuel, is not that deep threat. Um, but even without Brandon Ayuk saying this, Evan, I think you could kind of or you can kind of see um, another, I'm not sure, takeoff or uh, career season is exactly how I would put it. But I think you can just see another progressive season in the cards for Brandon Ayuk. And you mentioned the the wide receiver room and, and Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk's big offseason is next offseason. So uh, he desperately wants to have a really good season, assuming he wants to stay with the San Francisco 49ers. He could really use a really big season. So I think the the hints have already been placed before us, even without Brandon Ayuk coming out and saying something like, I'm about to take off this season. I think even without that, you can kind of read the writing on the wall is that this might be another season where he continues to improve. I mean, you look at his first three years, he's had more yards uh, every single year, not always more receptions uh, from his rookie to, to sophomore season. He actually went down in terms of the number of receptions, but he has consistently progressed throughout his career. And I think that's going to continue here into his fourth season. Sorry about that. No, I, I, I'm 100% with you. I, the only thing that makes me, I guess, sort of question the quote about Ayuk is, I'm just not sure if he'll get the opportunity statistically to mm. kind of take off more so than he did last year because he was pretty healthy. And I understand he's bigger. I'm sure he's faster. He's been working on his game. And I don't doubt that he'll be a better player, but in Kyle Shanahan's offense, there's all, there's so many mouths to feed and you get an added about six or seven weeks of Christian McCaffrey, which you didn't have last year already. So, and Debo Samuels coming up in a pretty big season. I'm sure he's going to want the football. George Kittle has a potential opt-out at the end of this season. I'm sure he's going to want to try and improve on what he already built on last year with Brock Purdy, which was six touchdowns in the last you know, seven games of the regular season. So, I think that Brendan Ayuk does feel like he's about to take off, and I feel like he'll be a better player overall this year than last year. I just wonder if he'll have the opportunity to put up those gaudy numbers that I'm sure he has himself uh, already locked in for. He did have, for what it's worth, I, I do agree with you. I Maybe it's not necessarily a progression in terms of just the pure statistics, but perhaps it's more of general impact. If he is the go-to guy on third downs, if he's coming up with, you know, more targets in the red zone and he's turning those into touchdowns. Maybe it's something more along those lines. Uh, but but what you said there got me thinking, okay, 
how did his numbers perhaps change when he uh, was in the offense last year when Christian McCaffrey was added? Uh, McCaffrey's first game with the 49ers was that loss to Kansas City. Uh, now, that he didn't really play like a normal amount of snaps in that game. So his first start was the following week uh, against the Los Angeles Rams on the road. Uh, Ayuk kind of kept it pretty consistent. He had seven catches against the, the Chiefs, six, six, two, but five, five. He had a, a nine-catch game against the Raiders a few weeks later. So looking at just the sample from last year, Evan, I don't know necessarily if that's going to be a huge factor, but I do agree with you. If, if there were maybe one factor that I would need to keep an eye on uh, in terms of like, if I was betting a Brandon Ayuk over under, I, I think the reason why I would be fearful for choosing the overside is just because of the nature of the 49ers offense. You have mouths to feed and generally they tend to be a, a team that runs the ball more and when they're playing with a lead, which you would expect them to for a lot of this season, they tend to get a little bit conservative. And that doesn't always mean great things for wide receivers hitting certain receiving benchmarks. So while I do agree with you, um, I, I still think we could see another progression, another step from Brandon Ayuk, even, it's, even if it's not necessarily statistical. Well, but I also think statistically could be helped by having some more continuity at quarterback, which of course didn't happen last year. And I think that to me was another reason why the thousand yard year, if you want to say it's not as valuable because there's 17 games, I guess mm -hmm. I'll hear you. But I, I did feel like this, the thousand yard season was impressive because of how many different arms were delivering the football to him. And that's the mark of a good receiver, of a great receiver is being able to dominate in the aerial game, no matter who's throwing you the football and guys in his class, like CD lamb, like Justin Jefferson, uh, those guys could go and get open in a phone booth, no matter who was throwing it to him. So if you're Brandon, Ike, I do think there's going to be some steps in that area. And we saw a little bit of it in OTAs today. It was reported that Brandon, I, caught multiple 40 yard passes from both Trey Lance, as well as Sam Darnold. And, the the catch from Trey Lance evidently was not one that was necessarily on target. It was more of a go get me kind of ball. And so that's where I, I believe IU can take the next step is in being more of a bailout receiver as opposed to a system guy, which of course he kind of needed to be and was, I think, in the doghouse a little bit. Not this year, but in in the past year, uh, the year before under Kyle Shanahan, is because he needed to grasp the system first before being able to implement his own style on this 49ers offense. And I think that's where we'll see the next step. And that's where he's talking about taking off is that he's already comfortable. He knows the playbook. He knows ideally who's going to be delivering the football to him. And he feels comfortable with them. And now it's about him, Ayuk, putting his own flair on his uh, on the 49ers offense. I think something about Ayuk that goes a little bit maybe underappreciated, um, maybe unnoticed as well, is the fact that he's been able to be consistently effective regardless of who's throwing him the football. If you remember a year ago, if we can just forget everything we know about Brock Purdy and just think about what it was like 12 months ago, 365 days ago, the, the talk of the offseason was Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance working out together. Do you remember that? They would they would work out together consistently down in Los Angeles. And everyone was, oh, my God, like this, this connection is going to be fantastic. 
were a little worried about the Debo Samuel and Trey Lance connection because, of course, last year Debo Samuel was in the middle of the contract negotiation where he asked for a trade and the 49ers ultimately ended up getting him the deal that he wanted. And there was some questioning about that connection. But one thing that most people felt pretty confident and certain about was Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk. And then Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, goes out there and with the first game under Trey Lance, obviously it's a monsoon game in Chicago, whatever. The results don't really matter that much. He has to then adjust back to Jimmy Garoppolo, does a pretty good job at that. And then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt a little past halfway through the season and he has to adjust to this rookie and he really doesn't miss much of a beat. Um, so I think Brandon Ayuk deserves a little bit of credit for being able to gel with anyone who's throwing him the football. He He's shown that really his entire career. Of course, he's had some up and downs. You mentioned, you know, the, the Shanahan doghouse that it seemed like he was in at certain times in his career. Um, but one thing that has been consistent is, is he's been able to work uh, and, and get comfortable with almost anyone who's been throwing him the football. And you're right, with another, uh, I don't know, season coming up where presumably Brock Purdy is throwing him the football, you would imagine that connection just to get even stronger. So that could be, as, as you said, another reason why he is, quote, about to take off. But I think that's an area of Brandon Ayuk's game that maybe doesn't get the attention it deserves because it's not easy adjusting from one quarterback to another. Everyone is so different. They deliver balls different ways. You have to you know, adjust the way you run your routes and, and how you get open depending on who's throwing you the ball. I think Ayuk does a really good job of that. Yeah, and the overlooked aspect of his game is something that he mentioned quite a bit at the podium, the fact that he's felt like he's always been overlooked a little bit. And even as a first-round pick, he was in a wide receiver-heavy class. So even though he went 25th in the first round, he was still behind a bunch of guys that I'm sure he takes as a bit of a slight. Um, Arizona State, by no means, is is a powerhouse. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other places that he would have loved to go. And of course, now he's the fourth option in a run first offense, according to him. So I think he he does have a lot to prove. In, in my mind, this year is about him basically stepping into the spotlight. It's not as if he hasn't been productive. It's not as if, as if he hasn't been a good player, but he has absolutely been overshadowed by all of those yeah. bigger names on offense, the Samuels, the Kittles, the McCaffreys. Those names are the ones that come first. If you're looking at like the the Sunday night football lineup, who's on the marquee, it's always been, well, it was Jimmy Garoppolo, but <laughs> it's going to be George Kittle or it's going to be Debo or it's going to be McCaffrey. Ayuk is fourth, I think, on that sort of pecking order. And uh, so he's got to prove that he should be higher or wants to. Yeah, no, he does. And uh, I, I think, again, we've, we've talked about this so much this offseason. The next offseason is going to be kind of a checkpoint for Brandon Ayuk and the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think pressure is the right word to describe it. I think Brandon Ayuk would more likely look at it as an opportunity, but there's no denying how important this season is for him. Uh, and of course, it's important for the, for the 49ers. We've spent so much time this offseason talking about that and their window um, but I think even specifically for Brandon Ayuk, even beyond team success, and I'm not saying that he is even considering it. it's anywhere in his mind where he would be putting personal success over team success. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but there's just, an, I think, an extra level 
of importance for this season for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, it's it's more important for him, perhaps you could argue, than Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel has already got his gigantic contract after his rookie deal. George Kittle has that deal already. Christian McCaffrey, of course, we spent a lot of time talking about how little the 49ers were paying him this most recent year. He's already signed a, a pretty big deal after his rookie deal as well. He is, Brandon Ayuk, that is, is the, the one main key contributor on the offense uh, who doesn't have that big deal yet. So I, I think that adds to the importance of this year and Brandon Ayuk's, uh, I don't know, willingness or, or his just extra added motivation to, as he said, take off this year.